Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining. My name is Matthew. Today I'm going to answer a very simple question. Why are all the banks failing? So a couple firsts in this video. The first uh, first is that I'm going to talk about bonds, the world of government bonds, the world of bonds in general, how to value them, uh, how the yield to maturity works with relation to bond price. Uh, we've never addressed that yet. And also, I'm going to show you this in two charts. Usually, I only show you one, I'm trying to keep things as simple as I can here with these videos. I'm going to have to look at two charts today. Uh, another thing to say about all of this, of course, we've had a string of bank runs, banking crises in the United States, Switzerland, and around the world in the last couple weeks. The bond market is the core underlying factor of a lot of this. Now, even deeper than that, you have to have a philosophy about should governments and central banks be allowed to print money? Uh, I think if you know me by now, you know my opinion on that. That's why I'm a fan of Bitcoin. I don't think that they should be allowed, but nonetheless, they do that, and they have done that for uh, for centuries. Um, that's that's probably the core core of the problem is that you have a central bank that prints money for the government when the government needs money. Um, but above that layer of the core problem is you have the bond markets, which are by and large uh, dominated by major governments around the world, like the United States, Eurozone countries, uh, Bank of Japan, so on and so forth. The bond markets are the biggest markets in the world, and sovereign countries control the price of those bond markets, as do the central banks in those respective countries. They control uh, short-term yields and rates much more than they do longer-term, uh, but nonetheless, the correlation is strong across any duration, whether you're talking about a one-year bill or a 30-year bond, the correlation is strong between the interest rates that the central bank sets and the interest rates that a nation's treasury would have to pay on its debt. Bottom line is, bonds are a huge factor in the world. Okay, With bonds, it's hundreds of trillions of dollars of value equivalent around the world. With stocks, market capitalization is tens of trillions. It's probably at about $100 trillion right now globally, last I remember from the World Federation of Exchanges, which covers this. But it used to be, let's say, stocks were tens of trillions, bonds were hundreds of trillions. Uh, the bond market is the juggernaut of the financial world. And of course, the biggest players in the bond market are sovereign countries, the United States, Germany, Japan, countries that issue debt to pay for things without having the money. Now, issuing debt and printing money is another thing, but simply the act of issuing the debt and having the central bank be allowed to influence what those interest rates will be that the, their respective treasuries, their respective nation states will pay is a huge factor in how the financial economy works. Alan Greenspan on CNBC many years ago said, I wish you'd show the 10-year treasury uh, note yield much more because that's what it's all about. CNBC wasn't doing that. They've started to do it much more since then. And it's true. Uh, just in general, uh, a 10-year note, whether you're talking about a corporate bond, 
a nation-state level bond, uh, it just kind of makes sense naturally. Okay, long-term projects. Um, yeah, you can have industries like shipping and real estate, which can last for decades. It just makes sense financially and just naturally in the economy that the 10-year note uh, would be sort of the flagship thing to focus on. So that's what I'm going to do here. All right. And I will get to the string of bank runs, of course, uh, during the course of this video. So this is the 10-year yield over the last 60 years. Now, bonds, again, crash course. I'm not going to go through the details here. A bond has three components. It's not like a stock where you quote things on a per share basis, and it's very easy to see how the price changed. Uh, a bond is what we call fixed income, and it is a debt. It is a type of uh, legal debt that any issuer, whether it's you personally, a company, or a government, issues, and they have to pay back in full at the end of the duration. And the duration in this case is 10 years, the term for the United States Treasury. Uh, that's what we're looking at. And so a bond is composed of three components. One is the coupon. Second is the price. And the third, which ties them all together, is the yield. I'm not going to explain all that in this video, but unlike a stock where you quote things on a per share basis with bonds, the main thing that you quote, the main thing that you want to understand is what's this thing yielding? How much am I going to get net net essentially after the... Uh, duration the term of this bond has concluded and that is called the yield or the yield to maturity it's a compound annual growth rate and make no mistake from my very first video I've stressed the importance of understanding compound annual growth so that is what a yield to maturity is it's the same thing the same exact thing as the IRR the internal rate of return or compound annual growth rate yield to maturity uh, APR annual percentage rate what you see with your car loan all of that stuff is quoting a compound annualized growth rate. Very important stuff. This is basically just how bonds are quoted. Okay, they're quoted by the yield to maturity. So as we can see here in this 60-year chart of the bond yield of the United States Treasury, actually the Treasury note, they call notes, uh, anything up to 10 years, they call notes. I'll talk about that a little bit more in just a second. Uh, we can see that it was at a high here when Paul Volcker the chairman of the Federal Reserve, the central bank at that time, influenced all rates, including mid to long-term rates like the 10-year note, up towards 20%. The short-term rates went above 20%. Here, let's just zoom in. In 1980, we topped at about 15.65%. Don't need to zoom in too much. Very close to 16%. I don't think the 10-year note hit 16%. But at the end of actually at the end of the 70s the stagflation the start of the 80s uh gold peaked at this time i've talked about we had massive inflation and paul volcker had to prick that bubble so uh 15 20 percent rates by the way these are you know check out sydney homer's history of interest rates these are millennial highs not just highs of the decade or whatnot uh, rates never would be this high typically whether you're looking at mesopotamia ancient greece whatever interest rates were never this high for a sustained period of time or just in general and these were literally millennial highs that the united states took the dollar to after it got off the gold standard at the end of uh 1971 for the first time ever where governments severed the tie of gold to any currency uh, they had to kind of figure out things as they went here and they had inflation gold rose a lot during the 70s 
and they had to take interest rates to a very high level to sort of prick that bubble. Now, the key thing I want you to understand with this video is the yield to maturity for 10-year treasury notes at the start of the 1980s was 15%, okay? Now, now they're three and a half percent, okay? And during COVID, just before COVID, let's zoom in, just before COVID even, they were 2%. Uh, but during COVID, all the money printing, the stimulus that came, the 10-year note got down to an all-time low of 0.58%, 0.6%, thereabouts. So not quite as low as a half a percent, almost a half percent uh, yield to maturity over 10 years. And then it went up a little bit here in 2021. This is also important to keep in mind. Went to about a percent, percent and a half. But over the last year, from the famous uh, Jackson Hole speech that uh, Jerome Powell gave uh, last summer, uh, the 10-year note has continued to rise. The Federal Reserve, who is in control of the interest rates, has continued to influence this. Not just the 10-year note, all notes, all bills, all bonds in the United States, they have continued to rise. Uh, Europe is also following suit. Uh, they had even negative interest rates after the global financial crisis. Rates have been rising. And uh, this, of course, causes a problem, which I will discuss in depth in this video. So just understand, this is the first chart now, it's the global financial crisis. Uh, from 1980, we had on the 10-year, the 10-year note, 15%. We went down to a low of almost one half of 1% 1 in 2020. 2021, it went up a little bit to about one to one and a half percent and to where we perhaps peaked in the short term at four four and a quarter percent on the 10 year. Uh, now it's about three and a half percent. Okay, so understand these percentages while I show you this next chart. I'm gonna pull up bond duration risk. Now, this is the whole enchilada, the financial system. Okay, what you're looking at here is bond price sensitivity, right, to a 1% change in this yield to maturity, YTM, and the compound annual growth, the return that a bond will give you. This is also called modified duration risk. So depending on how the duration of your bond is, whether it's a short-term bond, uh, like one year or less, or a long-term bond, like 30 years, uh, this is duration risk. It's actually called modified duration risk. Note that this is actually a little bit different than the traditional uh, risk definition, which is Macaulay duration risk of a bond that is different than this. But here we're just looking at, depending on the term, the tenor of the bond, how long it will be, one year, five year, 10 year bond, that's gonna uh, matter as far as what 1% change in YTM will do. And we just I just showed you a chart of what the change of YTM was. It was 15%, fell to almost a half percent over 40 years, and now it's back up to three and a half percent YTM. Okay, so this is modified duration risk. This is what this chart is showing. Okay, so let's read this axis. This is also the first time I'm showing you a chart that doesn't have just a simple time series, a simple date. On the Y axis, we have bond price change. What is the change in value of a bond, the price? Remember, there's three things as a bond, as far as a bond is concerned, the coupon, okay, the price, and the yield to maturity. And I guess I should have said the tenor as well. The, the term is the fourth thing. 
um, that does matter, of course, as well. But the yield to maturity encompasses all of that. Okay, the yield to maturity encompasses everything. But what I'm going to show you is the change in price based on yield. Okay, so unlike a stock, you can't just look at a chart and see how it will go. We have to, it, it just works differently. Bonds work differently. So we have to look at a change in the yield to maturity to see what the value of those bonds or the price of those bonds, how they change in the market at any given time. The short answer, basically the thing to pay attention to is the longer the term you go out, the longer the duration of your bond, the higher the risk, the higher the sensitivity in price will be for 1% change in YTM on the market. One more thing to talk about here is the final disclaimer. This is uh, a zero coupon bond assumption. Okay, so actually all bills in the United States, they are zero coupon. Um, let's just quickly show you here. You see in the, in the legend, I have a one-year bill, two-year note, five-year note, 10-year note, 20-year bond, 30-year bond, and a 50-year bond. The United States doesn't have 50-year bonds. Uh, many countries do. Austria, you may remember, issued a 100-year bond a couple years ago, and there are many uh, articles about the pain of the value of those bonds with rising interest rates. Uh, the United States doesn't have 50-year bonds. The Trump administration even floated the idea of floating 50-year bonds. Uh, it doesn't matter. The, the, the principle is the same. This is not a real-time chart. This is just to show you the sensitivity. It's, it's exactly the same. It doesn't matter if you have a 50-year bond or not, if you're United States or not. Remember, uh, the United Kingdom calls their bonds uh, gilts. The Germany calls them boons. There are many different uh, financial parlance and lexicon and terms for these things. But typically, in the United States, they call anything under one year a bill. So uh, 30-day bill, one-year bill. Anything between 2 and 10 is a note. And anything above 20 or between 20 and 30 is a bond. And again, they don't have 50-year bonds. doesn't matter. It's just to illustrate the point. So this is the sensitivity here based on yield to maturity and F yield to maturity changes. But these are going to be zero coupon bonds. Okay, so again, bills are already zero coupon. Um, higher tenor, higher term, longer duration bonds are not zero coupon always. Sometimes they are. But uh, the effect of making this chart zero coupon is it's not going to get any worse here when rates go up. And when rates go down, it could be better <laughs> even if there's a coupon. But it's not that important, actually, to show you the change in yield to maturity. The important thing to understand is if rates go up, a zero coupon bond won't look any worse than what I'm going to show you. It won't look any worse. Final thing is I'm starting all the yields, whether you're at a bill, a one-year, a 10-year note, or a 50-year bond, I'm starting all of them at 1% yield to maturity at origination. Okay, so bonds, again, this is another thing to keep in mind. You might think that a bond, if it's a 10-year bond, 10-year note in U.S. parlance, you buy it, then you have to like hold it for 10 years. No, not at all. As I showed you, the last chart, I showed you how the yield to maturity of the 10-year note has changed over the last 60 years, you can sell a note, a bill, a bond on the secondary market. You know, think of the stock market, but it's for bonds. You can sell this at any time to anyone for whatever price the market will bear. And again, the price is reflected in the change in the yield to maturity. This is just how bonds work. We don't, we can't look at a price chart of bonds it just doesn't work that way. You have to look at the yield chart and then back into 
how that changes the value of your bond. So that's what we're going to do here. This is modified duration risk. We're going to look at the difference between short-term bills and bonds and long-term bonds and how that, if the yield to maturity changes, how that will affect the price or the value. Okay, so I'm gonna take off all the notes and the bills and the bonds that are above 10 years. Let's remember, we looked at the 10-year yield to maturity chart. Yields for the US 10-year note was 15% plus in 1980, 81. It went to as low as almost a half percent in 2020. Went up to about a percent in 2021, a percent, percent and a half. And now it's uh, down from its high of about 4%. It's about 3.5% right now, okay? So what I want to do is let's assume that you're a bank and you invested because there's nowhere else to invest, right? Because yields have been pushed down from 15% <laughs> over the past uh, 40 years. They've been pushed down from 15% from down to presently 3, 3.5%, three but even lower as of two to three years ago. So let's assume this is COVID times, 2020, 2021. You're a bank like SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. You're looking for yield. You have a very bad risk manager. You're not even thinking about uh, your clients, how they might need cash, how uh, Silicon Valley startups have no revenues even. <laughs> they have revenues sometimes, but they certainly don't make profit. They burn through cash. They need cash a lot. You're not thinking about that, but you really want, you're looking at the, the asset side, the capital side of your balance sheet. As a bank, you want to make money with the deposits that your customers uh, entrust to you in your bank. Where do you go? Well, apparently they went to 10-year United States government bonds. And remember, the yield to maturity, the yield on the 10-year government note. And by the way, it doesn't matter if it's a mortgage-backed security or a 10-year uh, treasury note. They pay the same for the United States. We nationalized. Uh, we, the Federal Reserve took on a lot of mortgage-backed securities to bail out banks' bad bets in 2008. Uh, you may not be aware of mortgage-backed securities. They pay the same yields maturity as the regular treasuries. So remember that they had a lot of mortgage-backed securities on their books. They had a lot of government treasuries on their books. Okay. So in 2020, 2021, the yield to maturity on a 10-year government note was between 0.5% and then it moved up to 1.5%. So let's assume in this sensitivity analysis that they start at 1%, a 1% yield to maturity. That's that's the uh, yield to maturity at origination. Because remember, the Treasury issues bonds all the time. Every week, every month, they're issuing bonds of all different tenor, all different uh, terms, all different durations. Okay? So let's assume that they buy a 10-year note to put on their books as an asset. They use customers' money to buy this uh, to earn a 1% yield to maturity. Don't worry about the coupon again. Don't worry about uh, anything else. This is just... They're searching for a 1% yield, okay, on their money. So now we have this chart, 10-year note. Let's assume that yields remain unchanged for 10 years. So what is this chart showing us? Well, as you see there in the tooltip, yields maturity unchanged, so the 10-year note value will remain unchanged. If yields stay the same at any given time in the market, it doesn't matter. They're going to collect, at the end of the day, what essentially represents a 1% interest rate, Again, sometimes that takes uh, the form of some coupon payments. Sometimes that takes the form of a discount to face value. Don't worry about that. It's all encompassed. It's all wrapped up in the bond yield. They're going to make 1% on their money over the course of 10 years if the underlying market for 10-year Treasury notes is 
But as we know, that's not what happened. Rates went up 2%, even 3% from 2020, 2021, even 3.5%. Okay? So as these, as these things trade in the market, as there's a market value every day for bonds, you're going to have to look and see what that does to the underlying value of their book. So let's take the yield to maturity up 1%, okay, on a 10-year note. And again, this is, I'm not taking into account a change in time here. I'm not taking into account time dilation. I'm just saying, let's assume you bought this 10-year note and then tomorrow the yield to maturity moves up 1%. How will the price of your 10-year note change in the market? Okay, well, it's going to fall 9.38%. That's what a 10-year note will look like if the yield to maturity goes up 1% and you still have 10 years left on bond. Okay, that's what will happen. What about if yields go up 2%? The value of your bond is going to fall 17.81% in the market. Okay, that's just, just like stocks fall in value. That's what the bond will do. It will fall 17.81% in value. What if the yield to maturity, all right, that the market demands is up now 3% from when you bought it? And by the way, remember the chart that I showed you at the beginning of this video. That's exactly what happened. Yields moved up between 2, 3, almost 4%, 3.5% over the last 2 to 3 years. So the yield to maturity moves up 3%. What happens to the value of your bond? It falls 25% now. The value of this asset that you hold on your books is now 25% lower simply because the market is demanding a higher yield to maturity on treasury bonds and you didn't see that coming. The market demands 3% more in yield and that is a problem for you because you have a asset value, which is this bond, and it has now fallen 25%. Now I hasten to say again, this is a simplistic presentation, but this is just how it works. You have to understand this stuff uh, from the concept of the overall sensitivity. It is true that in, in 2020, 2021, if you bought a 10 year note, now by 2023, the start of this video, you would only have eight years left in tenor, in term, in duration for your bond. So it's not going to be as extreme of a loss. And I'm not reflecting that here. I'm just showing you basically you buy it today, yields change tomorrow. This isn't the new value of your bond. So understand that as well. But you get the point. You get the point. The more that yields rise from when you originally purchased it, the worse off you are. Okay, so if yields go up 5%, and you bought them at one. So now you're at 6% yielding in the marketplace and you're only getting 1% on your bond. Well, the face value of your bond is going to fall by 38% in the marketplace. No one's going to buy it for the price that you bought it for. And that's what this is showing. The reason I have the, uh, the little picture of the bank here in the icon and not like a percentage or anything else is that, again, bonds are one of the most important financial instruments in the world. In all of finance, bonds are, from the days of the Renaissance, when we could calculate fractions, uh, bonds are one of the most important financial instruments. In dollar value, they dwarf stocks. And another reason that they are 
perhaps unfortunately so important, is that governments like to borrow a lot of money without the taxes to back them, and they'd like to have the central bank influence the interest rate and print money as well, so that changes the whole picture. But make no mistake about it, bonds are way more important than stocks. So this is how it looks. This is the sensitivity. Now let's go the other way. Okay, we're still looking at a 10-year note. Let's say that you bought a 10-year note back in 1980. All right, Great yield as it was, 15%. By the end of those 10 years, regardless of the coupon rate, regardless of the price, by the end of those 10 years, now if you bought it in 1980, by 1990, you would have a 15% return. Fantastic return, obviously, compared to today. But let's even say that yields move down while you're holding that bond. Okay, so whether it's tomorrow yields move down or in two years, not that big a deal. What happens to the price of your bond? What happens to the value of your bond when the yield to maturity, as it did with a 10-year note in 1980, what happens when yields move down 1%? The value of your bond is now increased. People are demanding less yield than what you got. So you're in a very good position. You could sell this immediately for a 10% profit in the market. What about 2%? just went up 22.14%. Let's say yields moved down 3% from when you originally purchased it. The value of your bond just went up 35%, 4%. The value of your bond just went up 50%. And let's say yields moved down 5% from when you originally purchased it. The value of your bond just increased 66%. Now, understanding the sensitivity and recalling how the slope of the 10-year treasury yield curve looked from 1980 to now, where did the yield go? Did it go up or go down? It was an upper left-hand corner of the chart to lower right-hand corner of the chart. The yield fell by almost 15 percentage points, 1,500 basis points, 15 percentage points. The yield fell basically to almost zero. It fell to a half percent. And again, in many European countries, uh, Japan, Switzerland, the yield went negative, which we don't have to talk about at the moment. The yield has fallen for 40 years for all government bonds. So what did that mean for bondholders or people that were investing in government bonds in the last 40 years before now? It was happy days. It was happy days. They were seeing an increase in their book value. They could lever up even further. They could sell those bonds if they wanted and just go to the Bahamas. They could do whatever they want. It was happy days in the market when the yield goes down lower than when you purchased it. So it was great for 40 years. But now we're at the point, it seems finally, where inflation is rearing its ugly head after COVID. Inflation really made it through the economy. The only way to fight that, the only way the Federal Reserve knows how to fight that is to raise interest rates. Interest rates, they say they only raise short-term rates, but of course this permeates throughout the entire economy, throughout the entire yield curve, throughout all the duration uh, bonds. In the United States, again, this only goes up to 30-year bonds, but uh, they're highly correlated, okay, regardless of if they're raising only short-term rates, the long-term rates are going up as well. And the one that's right in the middle, the one that Alan Greenspan said is the whole picture, the 10-year note, it's going up as well. So it's not happy days right now. It's very much sad days where the yield is now going up one, two, three, maybe even 4% from when the SVB asset managers purchased it 
which means their value is falling 17, 25, even close to 32%.